Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. <laughs> if you are going to watch any episode, this might be the one you should watch. Yeah, I agree. It was startling to me. <laughs> and it will be startling to all of you. And now if you've switched over to Patreon, you will see that I have some wild makeup right now. But hello, welcome to Don't Blame Me. We are an advice podcast where we give you life-changing, wonderful, amazing advice. My name is Megan, and I'm joined by my co-host, producer, and the glue to my glitter. But except you are also glitter glue. I'm just not sticky. Okay. <laughs> I am Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> that was quite an introduction. I wasn't expecting the extraness of it. But thank you. Glad to be here. It's been a day for the both of us. Mm-hmm. You are recording an audiobook this week. Yes. Directing an audiobook yeah, this week. Directing one this week. I actually didn't do it today. I was able to get out of it for today so that we could record, but then you ended up having to do other things so I could have done it. <laughs> yep. So it's been a shit show. I got a last minute tape. So I currently look goth. <laughs> like we've got some dark eye makeup. Very dark. And if anybody has ever seen Queens Who Like to Watch with Trixie and Katya on Netflix's YouTube channel, if anyone knows the episode where it's that guy and it's like the makeup competition and he keeps just looking in the mirror, I just like keep wanting to make that exact face, just constantly being like, and I love it. It's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not my vibe and style. And I auditioned for a 16-year-old and then watched, like, next week, I'll audition for a 35-year-old. You know, 
Keep it spicy. It's the range. <laughs> That's what I told you. I almost said I was five six in my slate, but I was like, let's not lie. That's that not much. believable at all. No. I used to do that until Sasha was like, I'm five six. And I was like, whoop, I got a big <laughs> That's too much of a lie. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, like I said, we're an advice podcast. And if you want to call in, if you need help with your life, we're here to help you. So leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. You have to keep it under three minutes or you will be cut off and write it down. Practice what you're going to say. Time it out. So we have all the information, how old you are, how old everybody else is in the story, what your pronouns are. Keep it all anonymous. If you're going to include fake names, give them some fake names. Let's not number them or letter them. That's too hard for us. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creative mind. I can't follow that. <laughs> Just a reminder that when you're calling in, we are not professionals. We are giving our specific opinions on the calls and we are both liberal-minded, <laughs> pro-mass, pro-vaccine, pro-women's health pro-choice. So go with that. Yeah. If you don't like that, just know that when we give advice, it is always coming from our own opinion. So if mm-hmm. you don't like our opinions, yeah, you might be running into some issues here. Yeah. And also, if you say that, you know, you know what we're going to say before we say it for the advice. Well, if we surprised you, that would be an issue. We're consistent. Imagine. <laughs> it's just double standards left yeah. and right. And if you do everything wonderful with your call and you pass with flying colors, you will get a diamond from Melissa. That's me. It's a not a real diamond. It's a, a figment of your imagination. So it can mm-hmm. be as big or as small as you want it to be. And you want it because it is a high act. And it's always ethical. It is always ethical. <laughs> Melissa just gives you a blood diamond, <laughs> even the hypothetical diamonds. No, no, not not conflict free. It's a very conflicted diamond. <laughs> Good God. Uh, well, we don't have an update for this episode because it was just way too hectic to schedule. Literally, I finished my tape and sent it like five minutes before we started recording. So we don't have an update for this episode, but that is fine because you'll survive everybody. Okay. Mm -hmm. She's attempting to be a working, she's working to become a working actor. Love to see it. Love to see it. Uh, So what's new with you? Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. I've been (laughs) being consistent at directing audiobooks and which I've done now every day. I mean, every week for the last like five weeks, which I haven't done that before. I'm also back to working out every day. I feel great. My ass is rock solid. Well, yeah, it was already, you know, plump, but now it's like hard. (laughs) That's the difference of you when you're like, oh, let me like work out my glutes. And you're like, oh, my already fat ass is just like harder physically it was harder before, but now it's hard yeah that's the only like i walked past the mirror and i was like damn <laughs> got shelf yeah i'm jealous <laughs> i love that for you i'm very happy for you what Thank workouts you. have you been doing um i do a mixture of boxing rowing peloton bike some weight lifting wait did you get a real peloton bike yeah I, you knew that Oh, yeah. And then you had the other bike that you mm-hmm. were selling. Yeah. I sold it to Gabby. Wow. I'm happy for you. Working you. out sounds like actual like torture to me post COVID. I know. I know. It's brutal. Did you ever get that lung machine thing that I told you about? No, but I have been finding that like when I put on when we're in the car, I'll put on Taylor Swift if I'm not driving Mm -hmm. and I will like sing along and like my lungs like it stretches my lungs out and I like the start of it's really rough. But then by the end of like the hour or so, I'm like, oh, I can sing along again. Okay, so I'm doing that. But I yeah, I probably should do some other stuff. Yeah, we'll see. One day we'll get there. One day we'll get there. Cammy told me it took her like over a year to like actually start working out. And so I feel a lot better about that. I mean, you're healthy for the most part. So yeah, aside from the long COVID. Yeah. And the other things. But yeah, Mm -hmm. you know. I said for the most part. For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Is there anything else we should discuss before we get into the calls? Do you have anything new to share? Not so much. I mean, by the time that this episode comes out, hopefully the YouTube video that I've been editing for two weeks will actually come out and you will see the trials and tribulations of 
us looking for a house. We missed out. We did not get the other house again. And it's absolutely insane how what people are doing. Yeah. Like it's wild. They're eating the cost of like how much it's actually going to cost. Like it is wild. I got into like the real estate stuff talking about that on the last episode of But Am I Wrong? But just as time goes on and we like tour more houses and put offers on more houses and like this one we like got farther along in realizing that people are like waiving the appraisal fee because like the sellers know that it's not going to appraise for what they offered for. So I'm like, oh, so you're paying like twice your down payment. Like you are having to cover right off the bat. It's just not a smart financial investment. It's not going to like naturally hit that value for like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, years and years and years. So whatever. It's fine. I'm annoyed, but I'll survive. We'll get a house eventually. Yeah, eventually. I'm sorry you have to go through all this, but that's what happens when we live in the place that we live. Yeah, I do keep looking at like houses in random states. Like I found this beautiful farm in Vermont that's like within (laughs) our budget. And I'm like, should we move to Vermont (laughs) or random places in Connecticut? Because we're watching Gilmore Girls and Mm Mods is like, this is great. Let's live like this. It's too cold. I'm like, if we could. Too cold for me. It's pretty cold. Okay, well, I guess we can get into the calls. All right. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 24 and I use she, her pronouns, and I've been living in my apartment for almost eight months, and I have four months left on my lease. Also, this is my first apartment and my first time living away from my parents. Here is my dilemma. I feel really safe in my apartment in my area of town. I live in a secure building and know a few of my older neighbors. I have a short commute to the office, and my older brother is a few minutes down the road if I need him. My problem is that I cannot stand my upstairs neighbor. I can hear every footstep that they make, and they have a little kid that lives there half the time that makes it sound like I live in a war zone. I've left notes on their door, and I've told the leasing office and banged on the ceiling, and they just stomp back even harder. I've had panic attacks over the situation, and I've had to leave my home multiple times so I can take a break from the noise and even sometimes get a good night's sleep. I have a couple of friends that live in a sketchier part of town in the most charming apartment full of character. They suggested that I break my lease and move into their neighborhood, but my problem is that I will lose a few amenities that I enjoy, such as a garage and my own washer and dryer. I also live alone and don't want a roommate, and my friends that live in this sketchy part of town have boyfriends and husbands that they are coming home to. And... I'm just on the edge of my seat knowing that there's no one looking out for me if I move down there, especially since I jog almost every day and get home pretty late some evenings. Another benefit to moving to their neighborhood is that there are plenty of restaurants and cafes and friends that I enjoy visiting. But if I stay in my current situation, these places are only a 30-minute drive away at the most. I also want to move a little further away from my part of town because I want to change and I feel that I'm still too close to my parents' home and can't grow as much as I need to living so close, even though my mom wants me to stay where I am. I can only afford so much rent by myself and know that I can only afford where I'm currently living right now or to move to the scarier part of town. It feels like there are equal pros and cons, but I just don't know what to do. Thank you so much for the advice. Bye. Okay, before we get started, can I just say, let's stop saying that things sound like a war zone when they don't like a child running around does not sound like bombs going off or guns being fired it's not a good comparison and it's especially to people that like live in actual war zones yeah also saying sketchy part of town as well yeah i i mean i i agree with you on both of those parts and also there are some things that just kind of like i don't mean this to be callous but like if you live in an apartment and there are people who live above you, like sans like them murdering each other or like something like criminal happening, it's not a crime for upstairs like neighbors to be loud. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood that you're going to encounter that constantly in every apartment that you are in is that it's that's very high. Like it's inevitably kind of going to happen. It's just apartment living. And I totally understand how that is can be really, really frustrating and maddening and like create a lot of anxiety and all of that. But that is not not allowed in the apartment. Like if it's not like past quiet hours or something like that. So I just don't know if you moving to a new place is going to change that. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that like, I would say, can you move in that building that you're in to a, the top floor yeah. or to a higher floor? But I think if noise is your issue, is your number one issue is having loud neighbors. The only way that you can prevent that is not having neighbors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even if you have good neighbors and then they move. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like you've really solidified that these are your only two options. Like this is the only apartment you could afford. And then the only other one you could afford is in this other area of town. I understand that you want somewhere farther away and you want some someplace new and all of that. But if this place that you are thinking of moving to has, you're basically saying the equal amount of pros and cons. I think moving is like an expense. Like it's Mm going to cost you money and like you're not guaranteed that it's going to be better. Like it's just going to be different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that like save money, stay where you're at, see if they will let you like not make a new lease, but like continue your lease and like let them know like, hey, I would love to move upstairs at any point if a unit becomes available and then save your money and then move out to an area that you really want to move out to that doesn't have as many cons, pros, cons that like is like, you know, very much an upgrade for your life and what you want. Right, right. Because I mean, even... I was living in my last apartment. Well, I was living in a different unit in that apartment. And at one point, one of my neighbors got evicted and then they moved into the garage of my apartment and (gasps) it was just against the law. But once they inhabited it, it was because of laws that are in L.A., they couldn't kick them out. Mm -hmm. And then they would like at like two o'clock in the morning would be like hammering. And it was directly below me and I could hear all that mess. And it was frustrating. I couldn't sleep. So I understand where you're coming from. But even if people live below you, you still can possibly hear them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I fully know. I don't know how if you wanted to go into that. (laughs) Oh, I I can hear everything. Absolutely everything. Um, And I also used to live. I used to have upstairs neighbors and Mm -hmm. they had kids. And I will say, like, I think that there are things that your upstairs neighbors can do that can really annoy you and have every right to annoy you. To be perfectly honest, I don't think unless there is like child abuse happening, a kid being a kid or a toddler or a baby being whatever, like that can be like, oh, I really wish I was getting more sleep, but can't take that frustration out on like, oh, there's always a kid running around up there and all of that. Like, again, That is not that's something you're inevitably going to run into every place that you live as long as you live in an apartment. Mm -hmm. And it might just be that apartment living is not really right for you right now. And like I would also just factor in the fact that like right now you have anxiety because it's really loud. Are you going to have anxiety because you like to jog and you're not going to have a parking space and you're not going to have any of this? And then you don't want to have a roommate. But like it just feels like you're kind of backed into a corner and both options are relatively similar. And I think that like on the off chance that you move and it's the exact same situation, just with different neighbors, right? Without a parking spot, no laundry and unit. Like that is something that the factor of the people and the neighbors is never, like you said, even if you're above them, they could be loud and you could hear them. Like that's Mm -hmm. not something you can control. So moving to get away from that problem is, I just don't think that's. It's not going to change. And even, you know, if you go to this new place, then your anxiety is going to be up because. You said like living in that area, you don't feel as safe. So yeah, it's still going to be something that's a bother to you. Yeah. And I think that the solution is put in that you would love to switch to an upstairs unit if possible and then save your money and find a place and like look around and find like little areas and neighborhoods that you would really want to be in and that you like want to aspire to be Mm -hmm. able to live there and like a apartment unit or a house or a condo or a townhouse, anything like that. And kind of focus uh, your energy on that, I would say. But I'm sorry, neighbors can be, it can be like mad thing and very, very rough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even, you know, I live in a house now and even my neighbors that live next door to me on Sundays, they have parties like every Sunday and it's very loud music and I still have to do work. So it's still, it's still a lot on me. So, Yeah. You can't control who you live around unless you go Mm -mm. live in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Could be nice. (laughs) Should we get on to the next? Hi, Megan, Melissa, and potential guest. I'm 24 years old, and I've just gone through the absolute worst breakup of my life. My partner and I were together for three years, 
and he and I had gotten a house together. And a week after we closed, I spent the entire time painting with his parents, talking about our future together in that house. And he was acting really weird and he wasn't really helping or anything like that. And I assumed it was because he was busy with work. And then I got home from work and was about to go finish up at the house. And he stopped me and he's like, we need to talk. And he broke up with me while his parents were still here staying with us. And he didn't sleep on the couch or anything that night. He insisted on spending the night in the same bed as me. And then he was just gone in the morning. And so I just didn't know what to do. And I left and I flew back to my parents' place. And I stayed there for a couple months, but now I have to go back and get my stuff because I just dropped everything. My job wouldn't give me a leave of absence or anything. So I just quit everything and left. And I don't know how to go about getting my stuff. I thought about sending a moving truck, but the reality is I can't afford it. And, you know, maybe I'll send some friends. I don't know, but I could really use your advice on how to get my things because I don't really want to see the house and uh, I don't really want to see our dog which he's keeping because I can't afford him. And frankly, it's his dog more than it is mine. And so, yeah, thanks for any help. I love your podcast. Okay, bye. Not me trying to look up her area code to be like, are you nearby? <laughs> like, I will do, wow, fuck this. I'm so sorry. Like, so sorry. This is like so fucking brutal. Nobody deserves this, but you very much like did not deserve this. And I just want to say a massive kudos to you for like prioritizing yourself and being like, fuck all of this, dropping everything, quitting your job and like moving back home for a couple months. I think that is like a great, great thing to do in these instances. And it's like one of those things where like your brain does that like self-preservation kind of thing that it's like, this is what I need to do. Maybe it sounds really rash and really extreme, but like, that's when I'm like, damn, our brains are cool. It's like being like, this is what I have to do. This is how I can protect myself. And I just am like really not to be cheesy, but like proud of you for doing that as somebody who has like, not in this extent, but like has very much like dropped everything, quit things, dropped out of school, like done all of that kind of stuff. I know where you have to be to like make those kinds of decisions and have them be kind of easy decisions to make or like the only option. So kudos to you for doing that. But Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, you, you guys bought the house together. Is your name on the deed to the house? Do you have anything in writing saying that you get part of the house? Because it's not fair if you both own the house, if he's staying in it. So legally, I would figure that out. And then if he's still in the house and then your name's still on the mortgage or whatever you have for the house, you need to get your name removed. Because again, that's not fair for you to be on something that's on your credit and you don't even live there. And then also I would just send friends over there since you said you can't afford to hire movers or hire anyone to go over there. I would simply just ask friends to go over there and take care of it for you. Yeah, no, I fully agree. Like if a friend of mine asked me to do this, I would do it in a heartbeat. Like, mm -hmm. So I think if you have people to ask, without a doubt, do it. And then I think if you're kind of having a harder time having people to ask, if you are a part of our Facebook group, we have people all over the country who are all over the world, but who are like very, very, very supportive, who I'm sure would want to step up and help. And if you're in the Los Angeles area, I am, I'm not good at heavy lifting, but I could definitely organize that kind of stuff. I didn't even think that she might be on like the deed to the house for some just because it wasn't brought up that I kind of assumed that it was on under his name and it, she was going to be paying like half mortgage or something. But if you are, in fact, like on any sort of legal deeds, even if that's like the Wi-Fi is in your name or the water bills in your name or anything like that, I would have a friend reach out either from them or via your email address and just kind of say it's you and just be like, hey, can you do this? Like, I need you to get me off of this or honestly have your parents call and any of that stuff. Like, I think that in this kind of thing, like 
you don't want to see the house. You don't want to communicate with him. But like this shit needs to kind of get done. And I think that like you shouldn't feel any sort of shame asking friends and family to kind of help you out with the logistics of this. I really hope that you're not on like the deed of the house. And then if you are, I don't know too much about those kinds of like contracts. So if anybody has any insight, if you're a lawyer specifically, yes. yeah, that's <laughs> what don't, I mean. Yeah, just or if you work in like housing or real estate or anything, only those specific people that are actually versed in this, or if you've been through it yourself, because I actually there actually has been a couple people that have yeah. called in and they've been through this as well. So let us know. Uh, send us a message either on Facebook if you're in the group or on. Instagram to let us know if you are in the Facebook group, because I'm I'm sure people will want to make a post with like helping you out. And so if you're there, we can expedite letting you in if you're not if you're not already in the group or we can find a way to direct any of that information to you, because it does seem to be this is more timely than like a don't blame them kind of an Mm -hmm. update. But I'm really sorry. This like really sucks. And I think it's completely valid that you don't want to see the house. You don't want to see him. You don't want to do any of that stuff. So I think that your friends and family should be able to kind of step up and get that kind of stuff done. And if you need to be the one physically there or on the phone or anything like that, I just kind of recommend like having a friend there with you in the room while you're talking or have like a parent there with you and really treat those kinds of conversations if you have to have them as like they're relatively traumatic, like, and that's like pretty brutal. So it's like, okay, I'm going to set aside X amount of hours to do this. And then I'm going to watch my favorite movie and I'm going to order takeout from my favorite restaurant. Like just because you need to get shit done to like really move past this breakup and grieve it doesn't mean that you have to like kind of put the grieving on hold until all of this shit is done. Like give yourself that kind of space to recognize that like, this might be some like really extra shitty stuff that's tethered there. Yeah. I'm so sorry. And what a fucking asshole being like just not sleeping on the couch, just going to sleep in the bed with you. Are you kidding? Yeah. Fuck him. Oh, and here's a cheap way of how you can send things that a lot of people don't know about is that you can find like a bus route, like a Greyhound or something, and you can put your stuff on the bus and it's like 20 bucks for like, a whole bunch of stuff and then you can go pick it up from the bus station that's nearest to you wow all right let's take a break okay we'll be back ready to pop the question The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars right now 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with don't blame me and giving our listeners 50 percent off up to 100 dollars for your first order with so many sample packs new products it's really fun and super easy to put together an order or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50 percent off up to 100 dollars for your first order that's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me in our live stream our listeners are always recommending and talking about books so we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love this is a brand that i've been familiar with for a, a long time i like love watching people talk about it i love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like, you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again and one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program the cheaper the books get book of the month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors one of the amazing things about book of the month is that every aspect of book of the month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers first of all the books come in a bright blue box which is very pretty me and megan were just talking about them there's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress and as well there are reading challenges and rewards and book of the month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next which for me is like the biggest hurdle i love when other people make choices for me especially when they're good choices and i'm like cool i can trust you so each month the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from all of the books are so good you can't go wrong and i mean that wholeheartedly when we were picking like our selects for this i was like 
this, I like all of them. This is hard. And I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like, okay, so these are like my top ones. I'm assuming they will be yours. So don't pick the same one as me. So then we can swap afterwards. And that's what we did. So we got The Ministry of Time by Killian Bradley. And we also received The Return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean. The Ministry of Time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books, it's quoted from Town and Country saying it's really innovative, fun storytelling. The Ministry of Time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024. And then Harper's Bazaar also said part time travel romance, part spy thriller and 100% multifaceted joyride. <gasps> When I tell you that I was like sold. We're also excited about the return of Ellie Black. And this one is about a missing girl who returns. But that isn't the end of the story. It's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work which that sounds so intriguing and I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait and we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor and we know y'all are already going to love this plus we've been recommended this so many times mm -hmm. so I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, we are back from our break and we're getting to the rest of the calls. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I just turned 19 and my pronouns are she, her, and my boyfriend is 18 and his pronouns are he, him. First in background, we have been dating for six months, but friends for about 12 years. I never wanted to date anyone in high school, when, so we began dating shortly after high school graduation, and right now we go to college just 40 minutes apart. The first two months of our relationship were kind of a transition zone between friends to partners. We were both versions, and over the summer, we did some sexual things like going down on each other, but that's the furthest it went. The reason I am calling is because we tried to have sex one more time when we were both home from college over a break, and when he put the condom on, he couldn't stay hard. He was super embarrassed by this and we ended up talking about it because because I could tell that he was super nervous and I wanted to make him feel comfortable. We tried again and the same thing happened. We tried again a few days later. Now it's been like three months since the last time we tried to have sex or do anything sexual at all. I don't know who to talk to about this because I feel embarrassed that me being naked in front of him isn't enough to just keep him hard even with a condom on. If you guys could give any advice on why you think this might be happening or how I could try to initiate having sex or doing other things, that would be great. I just kind of feel like we should have had a first time already because we've already tried multiple times and I feel like I'm not good enough because it, does, it keeps not working out. We've talked a bit about it and because of some negative past sexual experiences I've had with other people, I think he might be nervous to cross any lines and things like that. But I have told him that's something I really want to do and I don't know if the nerves getting to him or what I should fucking do because I want to have it. <laughs> anyway, thank you and I love you both. Please help me. Okay. Uh, there's several factors that go into this. One of them is probably the the top one is probably the anxiety um, of this being your first time of having sex with penetration. So don't take this as like a you thing, like he can't get hard because he's seeing you naked. It's probably nerves. So one thing is that try, you know, going down on him and jacking him off, having him come first before you try penetration. Another thing could be like some people with condoms, it might not be the right size. So making sure that the size of the condom is correct. And then also it could also be that like, because you're not stimulating him at the same time that the condom is on then he's just losing arousal so with that you could just like keep stimulating him while he's putting the condom on until he enters you and that could also help yeah i agree with all of that i think also it would be really good if you haven't had the conversation yet already to kind of be like hey if you come in two seconds that's okay mm -hmm. like don't worry about that a lot of the time it can be the well, I don't want to come so fast. And so I'm trying in my, everything in my power to not come like with the second gust of wind. But now I'm psyching myself and out and telling myself all of these things to be like, don't come, don't come, don't come. Think of like baseball. Think of your mm -hmm. grandma. And then that 
it backfires and then it's like, oh, okay. So like very early stages of like having penetrative sex, like with someone who has a penis, like just know that there are kind of like, it's on either end of the spectrum. Like it is like, you're trying not to come so, so, so fast. And that can then lead to this and making sure that you both know that like, this is just your first time and it's not to be expected what you think like sex for the rest of your life is kind of going to be mm. like. So like no pressure there. But yeah, I was going to say the the condom thing, if you're putting the condom on, if he's putting it on too soon after he's like just kind of starting to get hard and then that is like a, I'm paying attention and especially if it doesn't fit well or it's like a, just not the right brand or style that's like working and it's taking a long time, that's also kind of getting out of it because you're not like thinking about that. But yeah, I agree that like foreplay, foreplay, foreplay. And then if he's able to get hard and like finish with like hand jobs and like making out and doing all of this other kind of stuff to then kind of lead up to like penetrative sex. But I will also say if this is like a thing that is hard for him always, constantly, then I think like you obviously can't make him do this, but telling him like, hey, like, have you thought about like talking? Like, obviously, like, it's okay. Like, don't worry. Like, I still really care about you, but this is something that we both really want to do and we're really excited to do. And I kind of feel like all tapped out of ideas. So like, have you like maybe brought up to your doctor what like if there is something that's up or if you are, if you've been friends for so long, if you know if he's on antidepressants or any kind of medication that can possibly affect that and just being able to like have that conversation. But I think that as much as like this is awkward for both of you and it is causing you to feel insecure and it's hurting your self-esteem, if you are able to have conversations about sex um, with your partner before you have sex, the conversations like this that might be a little awkward and uncomfortable, when you eventually have penetrative sex, it's going to be so much better. Because like if you can talk about sex now when it's like the difficulties of like him getting hard or staying hard, then bringing up later on things that you're into or like, oh, I didn't really like this when we had sex or like, I'm not really finishing. Like, let's try this. Like you're able to kind of start that line of communication, which I think is a really good thing. So that's kind of like a the bright side of this kind of stuff. But I also would bring up the conversation not while you're naked oh, yeah. trying to have sex. Yeah. Like I would just be like, hey, can we talk and bring it up and reassure like I don't want this to feel awkward like I don't want you to feel like weird about this but I really want to let you know that like I'm really worried that this is about me it's not about you like it's not if you've watched the video Melissa and I the entire time like nope it's not about you it has Mm -hmm. nothing to do with you like I don't think you should like keep that to yourself I think you should let him like so I'm feeling a little insecure and worried and wondering if this is like about me and if there's something that I'm doing wrong or something I can do so like is there something that really turns you on? Like, have you talked about that with him? Like, is there something that really turns you on that I can I can do? Because I really want to make this work. Do you want to try and have penetrative sex? Or are you not really interested in doing that like right now? Because he might not be. And that also could be a part of it. And that has nothing to do with you. It can mm-hmm. be a multitude of things. It can be his sex drive just isn't that high. It can be that he's felt insecure and embarrassed about this. So he kind of just wants to take a backseat and take a break. And he's like not really ready to kind of try doing that again. But if the more you have communication, you can find out what turns you on and then what are these factors that might be influencing this? And none of those factors are you. Right. And if he turns around and says any of them are like, I just don't think you're hot. Like, that is a lie. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think he's going to say that. I don't think he will either. You've been friends for a really long time. And like, there's just a lot of pressure and you're both virgins and you haven't had penetrative sex before so you know yeah that's like the one learning curve i would say as somebody who's like dated friends really that's like been my long-term relationships it is a little bit hard to go from being so close and telling someone everything and then kind of taking a bunch of steps back but also to the side to start a relationship because you're not 12 years into a relationship you're like 12 years into a friendship but you do take a pivot with a relationship And so the more communication you can kind of have and not just be like, oh, we've known each other for so long. You haven't known each other in this kind of sense. So like really building that up and that trust and that communication, I think will end up positively for both of you. Yeah. Foreplay. All right, let's go to the next one. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 23. My friends are she, her, and I need some advice or some intel. 
I feel like I'm in love with my manager, and let me explain that. I have liked him ever since he started. Liked him in the fact that he was always really kind. He was a great manager, great general manager, always cared about his employees. And then when he started getting to know everybody, I feel like him and I had this, like, great employee-to-general manager relationship. And I feel like I always, like, told him everything about work and if there was problems, and he always listened. And for, like, three and a half, four years, like, he has just been, like, my general manager friend who I tell everything to, and he is always, like, asking me about school, et cetera, et cetera. Super nice. So he got promoted and is no longer our general manager. He is our area manager for other uh, restaurants, including ours. So he comes to our store a lot still. And I feel like ever since I found out he was leaving Splash Left, I felt like I was just so infatuated with him. And he's just so cute. And I love him so much. And I love him so much as a person and as a general manager. But now I feel like I'm also extremely attracted to him and I can't stop thinking about him and looking at him. And he's just always on my mind because of how much I love him, both platonically and now because I feel like he's just really cute. Also, I have a boyfriend of four years and I also talk to my boyfriend about how much I love and miss my general manager. So he knows that, but he doesn't know quite how obsessed I am with him. He is 11 years older than me, and obviously I have a boyfriend who I plan to marry, so that's nothing there. I just don't know what to do about these thoughts because I need to chill out and stop obsessing over this person, but I don't know how to do that. So if you have any advice, that would be appreciated. Thanks, guys. <laughs> so I thought at first I was like damn we're having all these cutouts I feel like we're going to be missing key information there's no additional information that you could have no, had no, no. That- it, I think the, the information we were just missing was her uh, talking about how <laughs> cute he was again yes like I for the first time ever there are cutouts in the call and I think I've got we've got more than enough info yeah this is an infatuation and obsession. I don't think you're actually in love with him. Yeah, I think you're obsessed with him. Like, I think that this you're obsessed and I don't think that you love him. I think you're obsessed with him. And as much as you're like, well, how do I stop? It doesn't really seem like you want to kind of stop. He's 11 years older than you, which means that you're 23 and he left about three and a half to four years ago. So you were like 20 to like, like 19 and he was, no, he was 31 or 30 and you were much younger. So like, I don't (laughs) mean to say this in a bad way at all, but have you potentially maybe found yourself in other instances of not having a male adult figure in your life who you have felt really close to or felt really appreciated you or cared about you or listened to you. Doesn't even have to be a male figure, but like to be specific. And have you ever had this kind of thing with like teachers before? Like, have Mm -hmm. you ever really loved a male teacher or any teacher who was a decent amount older? And this might just not be that obvious because it's not like, the age of what your parents might be or like whoever your guardians were, whoever raised you, it might not feel as like, oh, this is like an authoritative figure or someone who's above me, who's telling me that they're proud of me, who's really listening to me and all of that, that it feels really validating. And this gives me the same vibes as people who like fall for their therapist, mm-hmm. you know, because yep. like the what you're describing about him is that he asks you about school and he's really receptive and he's like there to always like help when you're asking about work stuff and you're telling him these things and these problems that need fixing. Like he is just a good manager. Yeah, I was going to say, which are just qualities of someone that's a good manager, that's a good boss, someone, you know, that they did a good job and then they moved on. (laughs) And now you're just kind of latching on to those things that happened in the past does your boyfriend know because you you talk to your boyfriend about like missing him and thinking that he's cute but does he know how much you're infatuated with this man 
She said no. She said not to that level. Yeah. And you said that you want to marry your boyfriend, too. I think therapy would be the way to go for this. You got to talk to a therapist about these things, because I feel like there is some which Megan was hinting at. There might be some deep rooted thing that you need to work through. And I think that that's important before you even start talking about marriage with your boyfriend. That's not fair to your boyfriend. I'm not a therapist, psychologist. Like, I think that's kind of like where my gut instinct is going is that those needs weren't necessarily met by people in your life. And now this was someone who is meeting those needs who isn't, it feels like is not required to because their relationship to you is much less, potentially much less deep than anyone else in your life prior to this. But I will also say it could be like completely not that. And you have a wonderful relationship with the people who raised you. And you have like moved away from that and you're trying to find a replacement of that. Like you're trying to find that pseudo person there or maybe it's that you feel like your boyfriend, like there are some faults that you feel like maybe he's not the best at asking you about your life. He's not the best at like listening and kind of changing things and like adjusting things that like for you. But I will say if that is the case and you are very happy in your relationship, I would like sit down and think about what that is because a manager relationship is very different than a partner and like a Mm -hmm. romantic in that sense. And so I think that it could be really easy to see it in a romantic kind of flirtatious light of like, oh my God, he does this, he does this, he does this, he does this. And it's like, well, that is also like his his job in that kind of way. He might not be like that in a relationship at all. Like it just is kind of like, applauding a fish for swimming and like it's great that you have like a wonderful manager but don't throw away the relationship you have and if you can't stop obsessing over him and like thinking about him constantly and he already doesn't like work directly with you anymore and you don't see him regularly I think that like you need to mute him on all social media and unfollow potentially but or just mute if you don't want to cause anything and then anytime he like pops into your brain, do a different activity, like have a t- activity that you go to every single time that like you think about him. You're like, great. OK, now I have to go do a push up or like I'm going to go do something like that. I don't know if like therapy wise and psychologically wise, that is a good thing. But like go to a therapist. But like mm-hmm. me as not a therapist is saying like come up with some distraction every time he comes up. And then also, I think you need to kind of like intellectualize this and like break this down and analyze why this is happening, because that might take away, I think inevitably will, when you find the reasoning behind these feelings that kind of can take away the power of those feelings. And you're like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. It's not because like he's my soulmate and like I love him. Yeah. I love how she ended with like, and I've got a boyfriend that I've had for the past four years that I'm definitely going to get married to. Good storytelling. That was a, a very good one. Very, very good. But I'm happy that you had a great manager. Rarely do we hear these kinds of calls about people <laughs> you work with. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's go to Don't Blame Them. Ooh, so Don't Blame Them, if you're brand new here, is where a caller calls in, as they do, with their own advice pertaining to a call we had on a previous episode. So maybe they've been through something personally or they just have some insight that uh, we didn't. Hi, I was calling for Don't Blame Them, the episode where it's called International Love Bombing. And the caller who was having some trouble with her therapist and comparing herself to her daughter. So something important to remember. Oh, I should probably mention I'm coming at this from the perspective of a counseling student. So I am in school learning about therapy and all the nuances of therapy. I do think that you should find a new therapist only because you sort of already had such a damaged sense of self-worth because of this one. But I do anticipate you may start to have similar feelings with a future therapist. And if that is the case, if you feel like you need to know that they aren't perfect or someone in their lives isn't perfect, something that's important for a therapist to learn is to stay away from too much self-disclosure. We try not to disclose our problems onto our clients because it can just take the attention away from what the client is talking about. Some therapists are more comfortable with using more self-disclosure than others. It's sort of a stylistic preference. 
So when you're looking for a therapist, you can ask them questions like, you know, how do you feel about self-disclosure? I'm someone who personally really benefits from knowing if you went through something similar. And then some people really don't like when their therapist uses self-disclosure. So when looking for a new therapist, it would be helpful just to bring up your preferences about things like that. Like, you know, it really helps me to hear the struggles you've gone through because it makes me feel like, you know, I'm not alone. Something like that would be good to say to them. But it's not uncommon to feel this way. And I think I also really struggle comparing myself to others. We've all been there. You shouldn't feel bad about it. Don't beat yourself up. You're a great person and no one is perfect, even if they seem like it. Bye. So sweet. Mm -hmm. Very much agree with all of that. Great advice. Well, that is it for our episode. We hope you all enjoy. If you want to call and leave a voicemail for an upcoming one, leave us one at 310-694-0976. And international listeners, again, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. All the same things as at the beginning of the episode still apply for those calls. Same place to let us know if you have a don't blame them as well. Yeah, call us. Call us, call us, call us. We've had some of the repeat ones. Obviously, we're not showing those or like, you're not hearing them. We're getting a lot of calls in like a very, very similar vein. So if you have something that you're like, oh, this is so weird. Like this is something they've never talked about before. We love that. Like throw Please. it on there. There's only so many ways we can tell you to break up with someone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or like what to do if you how how to get your friends with benefits to kind of like you back. But yeah, don't be insecure about it. Give us a call. We, we love to hear from you all and follow us on Instagram. And if you're listening this far into the episode, what should they comment? The guy who broke up with his girlfriend after they bought a house together. But what do you think his name is? Give him like the most douchey name in the entire world and like leave that in the comments. It can be yeah. first, middle, last, just first name. What Maybe what he smells like, you know, any of that. Yeah. Stuff. And don't use Chad's too, too easy. Yeah. No, I want you to get creative with it. Could be puns. Mm-hmm. And anything you want to promote? Uh, follow me on Instagram. Woo! Follow me on my personal Instagram as well. We will see you all next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.